0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh, well, go, baby, go, baby. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Dory.
0: We are, uh, it's Sunday night again, everybody.
1: What, what?
0: What a week it has been. A week of, of,
1: uh... (laughs) It's real hot here in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's, It's pretty warm. Uh like but like a like a florida heat kind of thing.
1: It was very humid.
0: Yeah, without the without the midday rain thunderstorm.
1: Yeah. But I guess it there were thunderstorms in Oakland. Okay. Which is very unusual. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. For the especially yeah, it was very unusual.
0: I mean, it just feels like there there's usually, you know, there's the, the rain there's not unusual.
1: No, but I guess thunderstorms in the summer.
0: Okay. Like even, heat lightning? Yeah. I miss heat lightning. You do? Yeah, weirdly. Hmm. I don't miss um, sweltering.
1: You know what I don't miss? I don't miss getting off the train Mm -hmm. and having to walk home and like a sudden onset thunderstorm.
0: Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't miss that either. I don't you know, look, thunderstorms make me think of uh midday in Florida, uh like three PM mm. rather than trying to find cover in Disney World.
1: They make me think of like flooded subway stations in New York.
0: Interesting. Um I mean, let's see. What's going... What, what is happening with us this week here? Well... What happened?
1: Henry climbed out of his crib yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's some breaking news. Breaking news, everyone. Um, yeah. So, he...
1: So, uh, on... Well, we should say first, on Friday morning, he slept till almost 8 a.m. Yeah. Which has almost never happened before. Correct. And then he took a two-hour nap. Right. So... And he went to bed at his normal time. So, like, clearly he was needing some sleep. And then the next morning he climbed out of his crib.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Dory's like, Dory brings him in with her. She got up with him and she's like telling me about it. I'm like, wait, what, what is happening? And she was like, I'm going to take him for a walk while we're gone. You gotta lower the crib. So I did that. So I dropped it another, I mean, that's the end. It's no lower. Yeah i guess we could build taller walls
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um but uh i lowered it to its maximum lowerness yeah so i think he should be pretty much stuck in there for,
1: for another two weeks <laughs> no i think
0: for like probably another few months i hope so because it's like that's like a, that was like a good four inch drop i okay. dropped it below the last thing okay so, like, there's that last little hole. Yeah. So, it was at the second to last hole. Okay. So, I was like, I'm going to skip the last hole and just make it flush to the bottom.
1: Oh, did you drill new holes? No. Oh.
0: It'll all, it'll stay because of the frame.
1: Oh, 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 I see. I like see. Like, the little suspension yeah. things yep, yep. are just for, like, the I various I get it, heights. I get it, I get it. Um, I posted on Twitter, like, what am I supposed to do? Because there is a school of thought of, like, okay, once they can climb out of the crib, they need to be in a bed and mm-hmm. i was like he's too young for a bet he's 15 months old yeah i got the worst responses
0: <laughs> i'd love to hear some of your worst responses okay but just off the top of your head they don't have to be actual, okay like, one of the them
1: i think the 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 best worst one yeah and best listen, worst if you're like listening if you're listening to this and this was your response uh you don't know me very well okay this person's suggestion was to take the side off of the crib yeah. and attach it to our bed.
0: I'm confused Attach
1: by that. the crib to our bed.
0: Why would we do that?
1: Exactly. Wait, so, so,
0: that the, so that the crib and our bed became one giant bed? Correct. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And
1: then, then But the, you
0: know that, that we have the piece to no, convert I know, our, I know, the that, crib into yes, a little... Yes, but yeah.
1: he's not ready for that. Right, okay. Like, we can't have him wandering around his room correct (laughs) um this person was like we you know it's a safety issue we it's safer for them to um like sleep with us than to be able to climb out of the crib and i it it was such a preposterous response that i didn't even respond because Uh, what are you going to say to someone who believes that (laughs) what do you mean like
0: I mean for them it might work for it's them. It's not
1: safe though. Like you're not supposed to modify a crib. The end.
0: Yes. You know? Okay.
1: And especially attaching the crib.
0: Well, what I'm confused about is like where's the attachment? Where does that is that the foot of the bed? Right. Is that exactly. to your left? Is that what are, to and, the other side and of like, the bed? Like how
1: are you attaching it? Is it that
0: to the head of the bed? Is that the new headrest? Is uh, your is your baby? Like
1: so many, so many questions. Oh, another good another good response was someone told me they put a water bottle at the foot of their in in their baby's sleep sack to weigh them down
0: oh that's interesting it's like putting a 35 pound sandbag correct i don't hate that one
1: what <laughs> <laughs> i thought that one was was crazy
0: i don't hate that one no i mean look of all the of all the i mean because think about it right it's gonna be, it's safe for the baby because the baby's arms and head can stand up, it can do all the things it needs to do. Nice. It just might get. I'm just I, I'm being I'm being water bottles advocate. I here. see. Okay. So it doesn't restrict the baby's movement at all. Yeah, really. I just it don't just it. it just restricts its ability to also. Leap. I
1: feel like it could, like if because he, he moves a lot when he sleeps, yeah. I feel like it could wake him up.
0: That's 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 a, a separate point entirely. You know. Yeah. But we could staple the sleep sack to the wall.
1: Now you're talking. Yeah. My favorite suggestion, one that I think I will actually use if it happens again, is if you're watching the monitor and you see him starting to try to climb out, talk to him. You talk to him. Yeah. You say, Henry, don't do that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah. Um, I also had a long conversation over text with my sister in law because our nephew climbed out of his bed, his crib, pretty early, and she said, the she says the her biggest regret is putting him in a bed too early
0: uh what 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 kate why did she come to regret that
1: because they can wander around yeah um there's usually it was like i think it was a little scary for him to be in a bed yeah but like once you've done it you can't really go back.
0: I, I, I'm confused. I still don't understand this process of how Henry possibly even got out. I don't either. Because I just Because he, like, he like he like look he he has like trouble getting up onto the couch.
1: I don't to- I don't know how he did it. All I know is that I saw him on the monitor. He was doing his like rocking thing in the crib. I don't know if
0: I buy this because the, you know, last night, no, sorry, two nights ago. I walked in the house and you were scrambling frantically about the bedroom. <laughs> because you thought that our cat was puking. <laughs> and longtime listeners will know we don't have a cat. So
1: <laughs> No, he was definitely on the floor.
0: The cat or Henry? Henry. Oh sure, okay. Honey, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It seems so unlikely to me.
1: Look, I I
0: believe everything you say. No you don't. Except for the times when you're telling me that our cat is puking and you're panicking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least I was concerned for our cat. Yeah,
0: well, you put the light on. I just <laughs> happened to walk in the house at that exact moment from my office. And it was like a. Ele- it was like eleven. Like so, you know, Dory's night terrors do tend to come early in the evening, but this was like stupid early, and I was like, "You're like oh." So then you realize you're having a night terror, and I'm like, "I bet she thinks it's like four in the morning." And I'm like, "You know, it's 1105 p.m." And she, she, you're like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Henry did climb out of his crib. Okay. Thankfully he was not hurt. Right. Um, he was, I saw him, it was like six forty in the morning and I saw him standing up kind of rocking and I was like, Oh, I'll get him in a few minutes. Like he's not super agitated. Let me just close my eyes for another couple minutes. And then I heard him stop mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, maybe he went back to sleep. And so I looked at the monitor and there was no baby in the crib. And then I like jumped up from yeah. the bed and like ran to the, to his room. And he was in between the crib and the day bed. Just chilling. He, w- I think he was a little bit in shock. Like he hadn't started screaming.
0: Yeah. He was like, finally I've made it. What do I do? Cause he was
1: like, what is happening? Don't blow this. But I think he was stuck. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> would have been stuck if we had had that water bottle in there.
1: You're right. <laughs> or if he'd been attached to our bed. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: sort of super bed
1: <laughs> yep um so yeah so hopefully lowering the mattress will do that the should do for it. a while
0: i don't i can't imagine how he'd get out
1: i mean i like a lot of people were like oh put his sleep sack on backwards so he can't unzip it i'm like no no no, no. he got out in his sleep sack yeah he had not he removed has, his he sleep does sack.
0: Uh, he has phenomenal upper body strength
1: he does uh That's true.
0: and i don't know why but he really can just like hoist himself all over the place. Yeah. Like he could probably do a hundred chin ups. (laughs) uh, If he wanted to. (laughs) So yeah, I mean like sometimes he rocks it like it gets towards the day bed and then I could see him like using the arm, the, uh, the like left right left arm of the day bed as like a, Shimmy it. You know Mm, what I mean? mm -hmm. Like, shimmy on that.
1: Yeah. And you still don't want to bolt the crib to the wall.
0: I don't want to bolt the crib to the wall. Why not? Because you're not supposed to modify cribs. I use her own logic against her, everyone. What does the listener think?
1: (laughs) It just doesn't feel safe that he's able to, like, rock the crib so much. He's, like, moving it to the middle of the room.
0: Yeah. I think that as long as he, I think as it's lowered, i also think he'll be able to move it less now because you want the center of mass won't be as hot you know what i mean right yeah so we'll see i mean we'll just do it's like this morning was the first morning with it and i don't remember being particularly surprised by anything i saw in there when i went in, in the morning sure so all right yeah that's henry news
1: that is henry news
0: any Dory news? Um,
1: no. Any Matt news?
0: Um, no. Okay. I mean, we're sort of slogging our way. We got, we watched some Zumbos, just desserts last night. Yeah, we did season two, everybody, uh, and then yeah. I mean, I was t- I so I got I, I had two hours of sleep on friday and then last night i was like so tired we were falling asleep on the couch watching zumbo and then i got up and like got myself a drink and then i was like oh i think i'm just like okay i'm up now and so i went to bed at like I got to go to bed at like 11 a.m. And then I saw, then I started watching 11 p.m. That's what I meant. And then I started watching like a long form breakdown of House, one of my favorite television programs (laughs) on YouTube. And and it's a six parter, but I watched three parts because only three parts are out so far. And I was like, I should go to bed. It was like one, two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, how am I still up on two hours of sleep? And then I got to bed and I just had like a little little acid reflux or something a little heartburn if you will and I that got me up and at three thirty in the morning and then I fell back asleep, but I was snoring because my nose was stuffy and uh, I got banished and I had to go sleep in the I didn't room.
1: banish you you voluntarily well, banished I was yourself. like there's
0: no other way I'm sleeping unless I'm on my back right now mm. so I did that. I went and slept on the couch and then, you know, three hours later, Henry woke up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I'm on like five hours of sleep for the weekend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but here we are. We're doing it. Yep. Just, you know, it never stops. I forgot to put up the star Trek podcast last week. Oh, put it up today.
1: Whoops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. And then like, it's crazy. We got another table read tomorrow. We've got a production meeting on uh, Tuesday. I've got to go get my COVID test at Sony on Wednesday. We've got a camera test on Friday. And guess what? We'll be, I'll be back on Monday. That's wild. It it is crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't even understand how it's going to happen and how, I mean, and it sounds like we're going to be like there 14 hours.
1: What happened to the French hours?
0: The French have decided. Uh, je n'ai pas.
1: <laughs> um, big, big DKB news this week.
0: Okay. What's going on in the world of DKB or so IVF uh, doctor?
1: Gabrielle Union. GU. Gave an interview on Katie Lowe's podcast. Katie Lowe's was on scandal. Um, mm-hmm she talked about how multiple fer- fertility doctors had misdiagnosed her. Yeah. And then she got to DKB yep. and DKB took one look and said, you have adenomyosis, mm-hmm. Ad- adenomyosis. I don't know how you say it. Um, and that led to them using a surrogate.
0: And wasn't it also DKB who found your septum? Yes. So in way in a way DKB is like the house of fertility. Totally. She needs a whole diagnostic
1: Someone team. else emailed us recently to say DKB found their septum.
0: I mean, look, thumbs up all around. That's exciting news. It
1: is exciting news. I
0: mean, DKB is always I mean, this, this, she wants I mean, she's on this podcast constantly her name's getting mentioned. I know. Mentioned. Yeah. One Gabriel Union mentioned it and all of a sudden where are we? chopped liver <laughs> uh yeah no i hadn't i know i knew of gabriel union's uh fertility problems
1: yeah, she and really went dwayne through wade right it. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah they they went through the ringer
1: they really went through the ringer and it was it was really sad because she said you know she's had these heavy periods her whole life yeah and she was always told like no you just have heavy periods yeah but no it was actually part of this Adenomyosis Wow That was never Diagnosed And it just like Just made me think About all the
0: It's also like How many doctors She could have She had gone to Totally And she's not just like You know This is like She's going to doctors uh, You know as a, as a teen
1: Yes And then
0: she moves out To Los Angeles Becomes a successful actress And then is going to A bunch of more doctors A fancy doctors. Yes And none of them Could find it But I it. think
1: You know There there have been All these studies and 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 also like Anecdotal evidence About how You know the ways that black women and white women are treated are very different by the medical establishment and black women have much worse maternal outcomes than white women. It's really, it's really pretty horrible. Um, Like the, the maternal death rate for black women is like something like five times the white woman's death rate. And so, it's like, right.
0: So then we we'll look at that. And then you but, like, remember
1: Serena Williams had that whole thing about how she almost died right. at Cedars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they didn't listen to her. She was like, I know something's wrong. And they were like, you're fine. And then finally. Yeah. Although it was sometimes like, I'm
0: like, sometimes that's just Cedar. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. Okay. Everyone. All right. If you want to email us, do it. Yeah. Mattanddorygmail.com. DoryMatt at gmail.com. Get over Facebook and join our Facebook group. Uh, people are there all the time. Uh, nice community there for uh, your fertility questions and and sort of like going through it. Facebook.com slash group slash Exit Adventure. You can... Support this podcast at Patreon.com for us Excellent Adventure. Our Twitter is at ExcellentPod. Not sure how much we're using that. Not very much. And uh, you can give us a ring, 413-461-BABY, and we'll be right
2: back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
0: Head over to Bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Dory Shafrir, the mm-hmm. lady. Yeah. And this is... Oh, was this part of the... This is. You already talked about this. What is happening?
1: I mentioned it, but then someone wrote in about it and I wanted oh, to read so their, their email. so this is the
0: follow-up Yes. To your, your, your hot off the presses news. Yes. All right, here we go.
1: Okay, um, this is from longtime egghead Greta Truitt. Hello. Hello, Greta. All right, hi Dory, Matt, Bow, and Henry. I wanted to ask some advice related to an article where Gabrielle Union names Dr. Kelly Beck as the doctor who finally diagnosed her fertility issue. Gabrielle expresses her suspicion that other doctors may be selling fertility treatments to patients, even if they know the patients have an issue that will likely mean treatment failure. I'm not naive enough to think all doctors would never willfully mislead patients to make money, but I wonder what we as patients can do to hold physicians accountable for conduct that may not be to the level of malpractice, but is still questionable in either their ethics or competence. I appreciate the community you have built for infertility. So I hope you or your fellow eggheads may have advice on how to find out or inform other patients about a physician who is not practicing in the public's best interest. Mm. I have a primary care physician, not for lo- not for much longer who is promoting opening businesses and schools here in Arizona. She has links on her practice website to letters she wrote to the governor and the public health director, as well as links to non-academic sites where masks are questioned And hydro hydroxychloroquine.
0: Hydroxychloroquine, the 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 drug used to treat malaria, that that uh, some some uh, let's just say not super informed people were touting as a miracle work for uh, for 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 a flu strain. (laughs)
1: Um, is promoted as an effective treatment. I already feel like I'm surrounded by fucking idiots who are misinformed about the pandemic. But I certainly wasn't expecting my doctor of seven years to be one of them. We can use sites like health grades, join Facebook groups like yours, search state licensing boards, and do a Google search when finding health practitioners, but some specialties, insurance networks, or geographical areas may only have so many possible practitioners available. Right. What else can we do to educate and protect ourselves? Do you think it is worth the effort to call out physicians for issues like this? Okay, before we get to the rest of your email. This doctor is making it pretty obvious. Like you don't have to do much digging to find that this doctor. Yeah, but this is is
0: only coming to light now. You know what I mean? So Greta's been with this person with this doctor for seven years. Yeah, but it took a pandemic to make you go, wait, what?
1: But it seems like Greta was happy with her services until now. Right. But now she's talking about all this crazy stuff but she's doing it on her website it's not like it's not like it's a secret the doctor doctor, yeah so if someone was like considering going to this doctor and googled them and found the website right
0: but what what i'm saying is like before this yeah this doctor presents as not wacky new new. right do you know what i'm saying i do so it's like it takes a a pandemic with facts at your own disposal to go, oh, wait a second. Yeah, I will just say this, and I've likened this man, and I've talked to physician friends of mine, and um, it, it <laughs> you, you, you all, you know, you all work in in fields, right? You have people at your work or around your work that do the same job as you. You know that some of them are idiots. Like when I was a technician at the Apple, so when I was a good old Mac genius, at the Apple, it like it would really be like, you go if you got the right person, you would be there for fifteen minutes. If you got the wrong person, could be a two, three, four day ordeal. Oh god! <laughs> if someone doesn't know what the problem is, know right. how to Correctly diagnose it and know how to solve it. And a lot of it, you know, it's trial and error, but it's also like retention and knowing how to search for problems. Yeah, and that's part of it but like I would have the same certification as the dum-dum to my right who would take forever and I'd go what are you doing here (laughs) like it's so like that was like the first time I realized oh this is this is probably exactly what it's like with doctors too
1: Mm.
0: honestly it's like oh some people just should not be practicing anything
1: well, I think that's that's one issue.
0: Well, I know, but it's like also like yes, that person could eventually solve the problem, right? But do you want it solved by someone who has seen the problem, knows the problem, knows the solution to the problem, or has at least read the fucking K base knowledge base, which is what we would use at the has read the article about it. <laughs> You, you know what would, I mean? You would
1: always read the article.
0: Uh, or like I've paid atten- I just paid enough attention. And like if I saw someone in the middle of a crazy thing that ends up with a solution, I'd go like, so what, what was going on over there? Right.
1: You right, know what right.
0: I mean? All so, right. So that being said, it's like some doctors. Oh, boy.
1: Okay. I survived a rare stage one cancer diagnosed and operated on during a geriatric pregnancy, battled a post-surgical C infection while still pregnant. Miraculously had a healthy, happy baby through a planned C-section due to issues from too much amniotic fluid and my previous surgical site. And I now deal with two autoimmune disorders that developed a year postpartum in part because of all the hormones and wow. stress. I refuse to have gone through all that bullshit just to be stuck in isolation or possibly die because some people can't be bothered to cover one more part of their bodies in cloth. Or think that my life is worth sacrificing for the economy? I increasingly feel like I'm living in a Twilight Zone episode.
0: Someone, someone said, someone was saying that like New Mexico had really like pumped a bunch of money into their billboards about it, mm-hmm. where it was just like, <laughs> you want your kids to go back to school, wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask, your kids aren't going back to school. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you pick one,
1: right? Your efforts to advocate for yourselves have inspired me to be more diligent about screening any type of physician and to do my own research through legitimate medical sites. Thank you for all that you do to keep this podcast going. And for building a community where listeners can share their experiences with each other. Thank you, especially for promoting responsible and scientific-based information to your audience.
0: It's the best kind.
1: Living in 3,162. That's very exact. I
0: love the spe- specificity of square that. Square
1: feet in Phoenix, where Matt asked my husband at the My Ray and the Highway show.
0: Just thinking about that show.
1: How the hell he lives here in this heat. <laughs> and he shared the secret. We just stay inside. Due to the heat and the aforementioned idiots, I'm mostly staying inside that house or the pool with my husband, our three-year-old son, and our three-year-old rescue dog. I started listening to the Nerdist in 2011, which led me to this podcast, and then getting to discover Dory's creative output. I'm so happy you found each other, and we're fortunate to have added Bo and Henry to your family. I celebrate all your career successes, and I look forward to any future Shafrira content you may conceive creatively or reproductively. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do to entertain, advise, and inform us. Greta.
0: Thank you, Greta.
1: Thank you, Greta.
0: Um, that... Yeah, Phoenix Man. That was at Stand Up Live in Phoenix. That,
1: I remember when you went. Did yeah. you drive there? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that.
0: I drove there... Did I drive there with Jonah? Maybe. I remember, like, he we left separately. I think he might have had to fly under another gig or something, and I... Mm-hmm. Was going back home Anyway whatever Point is it's fucking Brutally hot in Phoenix Yeah it is In June I remember that show Was in June mm. So What else do I remember About the show it's Recorded it It's available on iTunes If you want to listen <laughs> <laughs> You probably actually Hear that moment In that oh, show Oh yeah. yeah So yeah, there you yeah. go um, Did we answer anything
1: Yeah I think we did
0: Oh okay Well like what are, How do you do it though Really though What I'm saying is like it took a pandemic for her to realize her doctor sucks.
1: Right. Sure. But just, I think generally, she's talking about two different things. Like, one is, you know, if your doctor espouses these, like, wackadoodle beliefs, but then also this issue of, like, advocating for yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't want to also, like, let's, I'm not calling it, we're not, I don't want to call it wackadoodle. Let me call it uh, uh
1: actively harmful?
0: Unfounded <laughs> bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah I'd love to hear from other listeners about how they are navigating this stuff or how they have navigated this stuff um, alright we're going to move on last week we heard from a listener who had gotten spontaneously pregnant um, and was still seeing her RE and we were like what and and she wanted to go to her OB and her RE yeah. said we were confused so we heard from a few people about this uh, I'm going to read Sarah's response hi Mandori while REs usually guide the infer- infertility process. If you're seeing them while you become spontaneously pregnant, they do monitor you until you're about eight to 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. I had an 18 week miscarriage in April, 2018 and had not been able to get pregnant again since we decided to start seeing an RE in January of this year. Okay. After all of the tests and the dreaded cup, my husband's quote favorite yep. part, we had one IUI cycle in March the week before the world shut down. Our RE told us to put our IUI plans on hold, but we were free to try on our own. While we were starting to get the process back up and running in May, I found out I was spontaneously pregnant. My RE monitored me until eight weeks with blood work and ultrasounds, which gave me a little bit of ease after the last time. After eight weeks, I was released to my regular OB. I'm currently 16 weeks pregnant with our second child. Thanks, Sarah, in a 1,040-square-foot home with a husband, a five-year-old, and a baby on the way.
0: Congratulations. Uh, Did that... I don't know if that helped me.
1: I think it's just like if you've been under the care of an RE they prefer that you stay with them until about the eight to 10 week. Gotcha. Okay. You know, maybe they'll give you like progesterone, maybe like, you know, they just, they're kind of extra support for you because you've been under their care. Right. All right. We got a lot of responses to a listener last week who wrote in, who was worried about being an older parent.
0: Right. You and I were like, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we heard from a lot of people about this. I'm gonna play some of their and read some of their responses.
2: Hey Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Dan from Pittsburgh. Again, um, I'm just calling. I pop the pod, of course, and I'm calling with just some thoughts about um, the anonymous caller that was worried about having her second baby in. I guess she she said she was in her 40s, being a little too old. So I had my first at 31. So it's not, like, super old, but it's not as young as some of my friends. But my son's best friend, my oldest is six. So my son's best friend is, um, the sex door to us, and his mom is in her late 40s. And to be honest, like, it's not something I ever really think about, like, age when it comes to parenting. Like, our kids are going through the same thing at the same time. She and I are very close. And age is just not something I even notice when it comes to, you know, my kids' friends or classmates or anything. I also do live in a more of a metropolitan area, so that is a much more common thing, it seems that women are having their children in their late 30s or early 40s. So it's it's just, you know, it's kind of a mindset, I guess. If you can get past that, I can do it, you know? I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's all. Um... So oh yeah. I'm in fifteen hundred square feet with a six year old, a two and a half year old, two likes to poop in the bathtub now a twenty pound dog and a husband and that's it. All
1: right, have a great day. Bye. Thank you I liked hearing that perspective from someone who was not an old mom but has like the friend who's an old older mom. Right. And she's like, It doesn't matter. Right. Like who cares? Um, she called back. Okay.
2: Hi, it's from Pittsburgh again. I'm just I listened to a few more minutes of the podcast, and it also made me think of more advice for anonymous. Um, I think she mentioned she was worried that people would make fun of her or think it was silly that she was like potty training kids in her, you know, late 40s or something like that. Seriously, fuck them. Forget those people. Anybody who makes fun of you because of your age when you chose to have children is not somebody remotely worth having in your life. Seriously, forget them. Screw them. Whatever. You do what works for you and your family and nobody else. The only thing that matters is you and your family. Okay? And that's all I have to say about that. Bye.
1: Amen. There you go. There you go. Lay- picking it up
0: and laying it down. That's a Philly first. Just kidding. It's
1: uh, not a Philly first. Um
0: throwing batteries at the at the lies.
1: Yep. 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 Philadelphia. <laughs> um all right. I'm gonna read an email on this same topic. This is from Sid. Long time listener, first time emailer, first off, thank you so much for this podcast. It's been a vital lifeline for me in my own seemingly endless infertility saga. I especially love the humor and candor with which you approach the shit show that is IVF. Thanks for being real about all of it, the good and the bad. Secondly, I had to pause the pod and write in today because I wanted to offer an ad- alternative, additional or slash additional perspective for the caller who's worried about being, quote, too old to have another kiddo. My husband and I started trying to have our first child at age 33. And back then, you better believe I was stressed about having a kid before the dreaded age of 35. Well, we're now 39. We've lost three pregnancies, two from IVF. And drumroll please, we're still trying to have our first kid. I've had to put aside my concerns about being too old because, to put it bluntly, I don't have any other choice. Infertility robbed us of the chance to decide when to have a child. But honestly, losing that choice made it much easier to accept. I share some of the caller's concerns about missing out on life milestones. But at the end of the day, I still want a kid age be damned and caller it seems like you do too and I hope you have success if you go down that road age be damned and Dory thank you again for the podcast I'm sending all the hopes for you both as you start your next excellent adventure best Sid P.S. good lord I hope this doesn't sound bitter or judgy I trust that if it does y'all won't read it
0: well there you go
1: I did not think it sounded bitter or judgy and we read it PPS, I forgot to include. 39, no kids yet, but FET number five is hopefully happening soon. Living in and renovating forever <laughs> a 1,600-square-foot condo in Jamaica, Plain, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, boy. I wonder if they're near your parents. It's exciting. That is exciting. Oh, we should visit them.
1: With my 39-year-old husband our two rescued chihuahua mixes and their giant ears. Maybe we'll see them around the pond. Although,
0: oh, I'll just look for chihuahua mixes with giant ears. I think my parents
1: stopped walking around the pond because it was too crowded.
0: Well, I mean, look, I'm not going to blame them. Yeah.
1: All right. Should we take another break?
0: Yeah, we'll be right back, everyone.
1: Hold up. What
2: was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
0: and we're back that didn't take long
1: no it did not
0: hello hello this is hi. from anonymous hi. hi how are you Hello.
1: i'm great thanks hi. how are you
0: i like how it's like we'll start talking and be like we're very tired and blah 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 here's our week blah blah blah, blah. we're so tired and then um, I just start doing dumb things that take longer Yeah. hi, hi. love you
1: okay. anonymous writes hey guys I heard that Matt is not biking so as to increase or not negatively impact the sperm is that doctor recommended what other things are you all doing for that asking as we might be doing a retrieval soon
0: uh, I have uh, done a lot more standing at my desk rather than the sitting at the desk. I have also switched to generally around the house and, and throughout my day, wearing basketball shorts, a nice loose-fitting basketball short. Uh, tried to eat much less junk and sugar. I don't really know that that's going to have too much of an effect, but uh, we saw improvements last time, so I'm just going to try to keep on keeping on. Um, and the doctor, is it a doctor? It's every RE and... Urologist and IVF doctor I've talked to.
1: Yeah, I mean they just don't want your balls to be overheated in biking. Oh,
0: overheated and uh, also like you know crunched up. Yeah. On a, on a bike seat.
1: Are you still taking the supplements?
0: I may 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 have not. I may have forgotten. I, I'm just, look, I'm not great at remembering anything.
1: That's very
0: true. As I started this podcast by saying, I literally forgot to put a podcast up.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, whatever. I don't think it's going to happen. Look, Dory's being
0: pessimistic.
1: Of course I am. I have to be.
0: Well, there she is. And I am being me. And I know that if it's something I ultimately don't want, it'll happen. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) She's looking at me funny. Why is she looking at me like that? boy the Red sox really suck this year, really they're they're so bad mm. It's not even a little bit like whatever it's a it's a season that probably won't end <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right mm. Chris anyway yeah so I guess oh, the, let okay. me
0: let me summarize the the suggestions okay uh you want to uh keep them loose and cool
1: loose and cool everyone loose
0: and cool really is my biggest like you want to just you know make sure they're they're living at a temperature that's not that's that's less than your internal temperature because that's why they're outside of the body anyway thank you and good night
1: (sighs) all right um this next email is from christina I've been listening to your podcast since Matt mentioned it on an episode of Gilmore Guys. At the time, we were waiting to start IVF as our clinic had a six-month wait for an appointment. Mm. I got a lot of great information from your podcast that was useful during my IVF cycle. I finally got pregnant following a fresh embryo embryo transfer, and my son is now two and a half. We have four day five and two day six frozen embryos left. Mm-hmm. My husband and I have been talking about doing a frozen embryo transfer to have another child. However, we recently relocated from Canada to the U S for my job. Oh boy. Our embryos are currently in storage back in Canada. Mm-hmm. Pre COVID. We had planned for me to return to Canada for the FET, but with current right. requirements for a 14 day quarantine upon arrival in Canada, this isn't feasible. We were able to have our embryos. We are able to have our embryos shipped to the U S, but I find this idea incredibly stressful. What if something happens to them during shipping? Has anyone shipped their embryos between clinics and has any advice? Did you obsessively refresh the tracking information? Our move to the U.S. hasn't exactly gone smoothly with COVID and Trump, so I would hate to somehow lose (laughs) our embryos during this process. And they are in 1,150 square feet, one bedroom, two bath, and den apartment in Cleveland with one husband, one toddler, and two black cats.
0: Meow. Um, I mean, I wouldn't worry about shipping them really. You got to assume that happens all the time. Right.
1: I guess my only concern would be shipping them internationally. But
0: yeah but you can use a like a UPS or a FedEx. Right. Or like a
1: DHL or something.
0: You can go ground from Canada to the U.S. Um,
1: I mean I know like we've heard from people who have shipped their embryos Uh,
0: okay well let's just put the call out again and see if anyone has done it recently during the pandemic across the border
1: good question um but yes would love to hear people's experiences with this and good luck with whatever happens christina okay this is from Jana. Big fan of the pod have been following along as Dory and I have been on very similar IVF schedules over these last few years. My baby is about to turn two at the end of the month. She's just a few months older than Henry. Can we send out the signal to the eggheads? I've just wrapped up IVF cycle number four and my outcomes are going in the wrong direction. My official infertility diagnosis is RPL recurrent pregnancy loss. My last three cycles have resulted in no viable embryos and I'm about to go into cycle number five in late September slash early October. Over the last year, I've had some suspicious symptoms that I attributed to life factors like hormones and exercise limitations from IVF cycles, living through a pandemic, weaning from breastfeeding, etc. I've had weight gain in areas that are not typical to me, belly, for example, chin and face. And no matter what I do, I can't seem to lose any of the weight. I'm exhausted, but who isn't in a stressful pandemic? And last night I about keeled over in front of the mirror when I realized my hairline appears to be receding. I'm floored. This doesn't run in my family and I'm blessed with a full head of hair otherwise. I had a sneaky worry for a few months that something was up with my thyroid. My RE has tested my TSH and thyroid parodixies. Literally,
0: literally thinking to myself without reading this. It sounds like a thyroid thing.
1: Antibodies and everything comes back normal. Huh. This receding hairline concern has thrown me for a loop. Hair loss along with my exhaustion, weight gain, puffy face are all common symptoms of hypothyroidism. But again, my RE has tested my thyroid. Things appear normal. I don't have another appointment with my RE for a few weeks, so can't bring it up to her until then. Do I think of this hairline issue as outside of what's happening with my fertility and go see a different doctor? Should I try something like a naturopath or a more holistic doctor? No. Do I just go to a derm who treats hair loss? Has anyone had an experience with these types of symptoms? Anyone had an experience with their thyroid testing normal with the TSH and thyroid peroxidase antibodies test and still had an issue? I would appreciate any suggestions from eggheads who have had similar experiences and hear what you would do if you were in my shoes, doc- Dr. Dr. Dory. Dr. Dory. <laughs> um This is an interesting medical mystery.
0: Oh boy, where's house?
1: <laughs> I would see an endocrinologist. Why? They are people who um, deal with thyroids. Mm.
0: But wouldn't you have to get a recommendation from your doctor who has tested it and gone, no?
1: I mean, it depends on your insurance, but you can probably just call up an endocrinologist and Yeah, say, and get a consult. Yeah, get a consult. And even if it's not a thyroid thing, it could be another endocrine thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So that would be my suggestion, Jana.
0: Also, Jenna, if you're if seeing weight gain in places that it's not normally happening, maybe it's just like your forehead's gained a little weight, so your hair appears to be further back. Oh, probably not, but I'm just trying. Interesting to help. theory. Thank you.
1: Are you a doctor? Not yet. You seem like one. I'd like to be. <laughs> uh, keep us posted, Jenna. Let us know what happens, and I hope you figure it out. All right. This is from a listener who is going by D. Mm -hmm. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm writing in with an update. I wrote in during early quarantine about how I felt I was thriving with all the time away from my full-time job of managing a used bookstore. I had asked for advice about possibly leaving my job, and you had mentioned having an exit strategy when I returned to work. Well, as with most of 2020, things played out in a way I could never have imagined. First, my husband and I decided after 11 years of child-free marriage that we wanted to start trying for a baby. To my surprise, I became pregnant in the first month of trying. Due to the pandemic, I wasn't supposed to come in to see the OB until I was 12 weeks, which felt like an eternity to my anxious mind. I counted out of my fridge, counting out the days until the second trimester started when I would be, quote, safe from miscarriage. However, at 11 weeks, I started having spotting. Some Googling told me it could be no big deal or it could be the worst case scenario. So helpful. After a week of spotting, they brought me in for an ultrasound. And as I waited for the magical moment when I could see the little life inside of me, Instead, the technician told me she didn't see an 11-week-old fetus. She then left me alone in the dark room to consult with the doctor. Later that week, I miscarried, and on top of the misery of losing my pregnancy, I had to endure a terrible physical miscarriage. I began began hemorrhaging and feeling faint, had to take an ambulance to the ER, endorsed several painful procedures, try and clear out the, quote, products of pregnancy, and ended up needing three blood transfusions and staying in the hospital for two days. Nothing I read online on medical websites, excuse me, and nothing I was told by the doctors beforehand prepared me to know what I would go through or how to gauge whether I needed to go to the hospital. It seems so irresponsible to me that doctors expect women to go through this at home and monitor their own blood loss when they have no frame of reference. The most misleading thing that I read again and again from medical resources was that was that miscarriage is like a very heavy period. This may be true for very early miscarriages, but it's so far from anything like I what, I, what I experienced at 11 weeks contractions, labor pains so extreme they made me vomit mm-hmm. Huge piece of tissue coming out, no way to gauge how much more there would be to come. Anyway, after all of that, I spent a week trying to recover, then had a follow up ultrasound. I was devastated to learn that after everything I went through in the hospital to try to avoid it, I would have to have a DNC procedure after oh, all. Wow. Now I'm recovering from that, hoping against hope that this is the day when I can finally start healing. It will not be easy being jobless and stuck in a pandemic with all my future plans in ruins. But I'm trying to learn humility and see where I will be led next. Whether I will try again for a baby someday, I do not know yet. For now, I want to say to anyone who finds themselves in the horrible situation of miscarrying, please get medical help. Don't try to stick it out at home. Miscarriage is not just a heavy period, and you deserve to get the help you need. Lengthily yours, Dee from New England.
0: Wow, Dee. Sorry to hear about that. That was a harrowing situation.
1: Yeah, it sounds awful.
0: you're by yourself? I mean, it was in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. How'd you, was your husband able to visit? Aye, aye aye.
1: It sounds terrible. I'm really sorry that that happened. Me too. And I hope that you are taking some time to just let yourself grieve what happened.
0: Yeah. Don't bury it. Feel it. But you know, talk to somebody also about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's good advice.
0: Um. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's like a that's like a reverse egg signal. That is her sending a signal to all of the people. Yeah. Going like, Hey, don't have to do it at home by yourself.
1: Well, it's also like miscarriage is one of those things that even I think possibly I mean possibly even more than infertility. It just is like not talked about.
0: Very true. Yeah.
1: I think people are starting to talk about it more, but it's really it's really not talked about and so you know, as as D found out, like there's not that much information being shared online, right, right? And it's hard to like feel like you have a community around you, and you know you had this. It's like a really early pregnancy, and you're not sure how you're supposed to feel about it, right? But it's it's a horrible experience. So I'm sorry that that happened to you.
0: I uh, I also. I also feel for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm.
1: All right. We are going to totally switch gears now. Okay. And here's some re- responses to our listener, Sam in Kansas, who wrote in last week, who had just moved to Kansas.
0: Yes. This was, uh, this was the uh, person who left, left left the folks behind went up to yes. go get a job and uh was by herself or there self
1: all right so first we're going to hear from christine um can she contact her school district and ask if there are other new teachers she can connect with to make friends building a group of people who will be in a similar position this school year will be good support as well i know social media is tough but i'd also recommend the app marco polo to connect with her friends back home I graduated from college 10 years ago, but my friend group from then all hopped on the Marco Polo bandwagon in the past year and staying connected to them has been the best. We're spread out around the country. One just moved to New Zealand. Yes, we're all jealous, but we check in with each other daily and I love the connection. Several of us are also teachers and have our own little group where we commiserate about what we're going through at our different schools. Also, to the parent looking for ways to raise anti-racist kids, my older kids discovered the show Proud Family on Disney Plus this summer and they love it. In addition to books and dolls, shows are another option for showing more diverse families, as you talked about with Star Trek. Personally, I can't wait until Sister Sister comes on Netflix. It is coming on Netflix. Thanks for all you do, Christine. About a thousand square feet with four kids, a husband, a big dog, and a pop up camper parked permanently in our yard for extra space. I think, this summer, uh,
0: we are long overdue for the entire uh, oeuvre of Jack Hay to reach Netflix.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sounds like it's starting. <laughs> Um. Okay, we're going to hear a voicemail, okay. some um, suggestions for Sam. Mm-hmm.
3: Hi, it's your friend Sam in Seattle. I had to stop the podcast. I'm listening to this gal, Sam, who just moved somewhere in Kansas. God, I was hoping she was here in Seattle and one Sam to another. I would have just taken her under my wing. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've never moved very far. But I, I think you had some good ideas. Put the phone to sleep. Also, adopt a cat or a guinea pig or a hamster or something. So there's something else quote-unquote alive in your apartment without it being a rat that's mm-hmm. in the walls. Right. Um, so, that what kind of hobbies does she have? Can she... Okay, joining a gym right now is not good, but knitting. There's lots of knitting groups. There's some great knitting groups on Facebook. Um, gardening. Maybe she could start some little pots out on her deck. I'm going to hope she has a little deck on her patio at her tiny little apartment. She
0: start a mother dough for um,
3: some reason. Painting. You know, painting pictures, something like that. There's lots of groups and she could do zoom stuff. There's also, um, oh, she doesn't have internet. I'm sure she's using a little bit of internet on her phone. Um, house party on your phone. That's great to, you know, hang out with friends. Um, call, she can call me. We can hang out virtually. <laughs> Love to do that. And, um, Shoot, what else? Ride a bike. Go sit at the library. It's so hard with the pandemic. It is. Um, It's crazy. Go volunteer to hand out food at the food bank with a mask on that says, help, I need a friend. Um, Anyway, (sighs) my heart is breaking for her, my other friend, Sam. But they're, you know, anyway. Please everyone wear your mask I'm tired of this We all are Sam Sam, Seattle 1,750 square feet Two newly remodeled bathrooms in it Nice Been here 29 years That's what I've been doing Um, Okay, I need a little tiny bit of paint touch up But pretty much done (laughs) Uh, One 24 year old girl Daughter Who um, doesn't want to be here Two cats, including the cat named Todd. Thank you for all that you guys do, and Sam, we love you, Sam. I'm throwing a little hearts your way. Call me. Have your people call my people.
0: <laughs> Sam really uh, touched some, touched touched a lot of people. I think. I think so too. Over the week, yeah, up to and including our nanny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who yeah.
0: will be your friend?
1: Yes, she has offered to be your friend. She lives here in Holly, Los Angeles. Holly will be your friend. But um, she has offered to be your friend, Sam. Um all right. Thank you to everyone who wrote in with suggestions for Sam. Do we get
0: any like particularly good suggestions for Sam?
1: I mean, I thought some of those were, were Those were all good. Good suggestions. You yeah, know, I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> play I'll play one more oh, i play one more voice now. in.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Hi,
4: Katie from Atlanta here. Um, I'm calling in to give the anonymous caller from Kansas who moved away from her family some tips. Um, I moved from Atlanta to the Washington, D.C. area three weeks after I graduated from college. um, And it was tough, um, but I also ended up making some of my, like, best friends from that experience. So this is a couple of things. um, You will probably, I would assume, meet some people at work. Um, Obviously, given the situation of the pandemic, it might be tricky, but for sure, kind of, you know, look out to that and and potentially connect with some people there. Um, Kind of similar to what people, what Matt and Dory were saying about, like, you know, turning off your phone and not doom scrolling and and really kind of getting into, um, like a like a routine as it relates to that is try to find a community near you. I'm not sure what the closest city is, like larger city is to to where you are, but um, there are some great Reddit threads um, as it relates to kind of major cities for you to kind of maybe find new things to do, new activities, clubs to join, etc. Um, local libraries also have a lot of really cool kind of free or low-cost groups um, for, like, hobbies and whatnot. Just think about what you like to do and then just do a little research, um, and you could potentially find I, – I, I did, like, a pottery class and, like, made a really good friend. Like, every millennials love kickball and, and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but I'll also say that Take it's really ball. hard. I think I spent most of my nights alone um, – I mean, for like three to four months, and, and and I'm a very social person, and so it was very, very difficult for me. And so it's okay to be sad. It's okay to struggle, um, but it will kind of, you know, being uncomfortable helps in the long run. Um, and I, I, it, my like heart hurts for you because I've been where you are. But hopefully, you'll be able to kind of find somebody to connect to and talk to, and whatnot, and and things will be better um and then yes also get a cat (laughs) because it's the best so uh katie atlanta 1700 square feet um in a southern suburb of atlanta um i just thought that was funny because we were just talking about that other person in a southern suburb i'm currently trying for a second and about to have to redo fertility treatment so continuously (laughs) glad that y'all are around uh thank you bye
0: um maybe this cat you know cats seem to be quite a quite a yes. topic this week maybe that's why you had the night terror that we had a cat that was puking oh maybe because you were like reading because you were you started prepping it yesterday right
1: yeah but didn't I have that night terror Friday night
0: oh yeah well cats are well
1: I the- done I done a pretty litter ad for forever 35 oh there you go
0: maybe that's it maybe you're like this pretty litter turned a, separate, a different color and and then in your dream you're like oh no, the cat's sick and
1: the, cat's, the cat's, cat's throwing up <laughs> Um, some good suggestions. All right, we have a voicemail on a totally different topic.
0: Okay. Hello, man, Dory. This is Tyler. Uh, I had a question for both of you. One, Matt, since G four is coming back, would you <laughs> be opposed to going back to it, or in a certain way? Just wondering. And Dory, uh, you're forever thirty five. Is it? Recommended for men to listen to. I just want to hear. They need them desperately.
2: More of you too, and I didn't know if uh, Forever Thirty Five would be of my alley. All right,
0: keep up. Keep up. Thank you. Keeping it up. Uh, I would absolutely go hang out at G Four anytime they want me. Let me swing by and review something. I'm happy to do it. Four out of five stars for myself. <laughs>
1: Um, Tyler, I I think a lot of the content on Forever 35 is focused on, shall we say, non-male identifying people, Um, but we did just read a great email from a man in Somerville, Massachusetts, who said he listens to every episode of Forever 35, and he thinks it has made him a better husband to his wife.
0: How did he find the show?
1: His wife listened.
0: And then he does he listen to it also by choice or is it like no, by she has choice. it on
1: no by choice he listens wow and he, and he says it's also helped him with his skincare routine
0: well I mean there you go <laughs> uh, that certainly not not you're not gonna get that out of uh, Star Trek the next conversation
1: no you are not <laughs> um, so yeah I don't know Tyler give it give it give it a go you might enjoy a mini episode where we. Um, respond to listener questions oh there
0: you go check out a mini check out a mini start with a mini
1: all right last email hi shafriras first and foremost love the podcast i'm one of your listeners who neither has nor wants kids however i'm a certified health education specialist who's fascinated by all things reproductive health and i find the info and experiences shared here to be so interesting well you know actually there's a lot of people listen to excellent adventure who have nothing to do with that's true ivf treatment yes that's true Now for the left turn. The reason I'm writing has nothing to do with health, science, or reproduction. I'm interested in starting a podcast with a friend of mine who lives in South Korea. I'm in Ohio, but I have no idea where to start equipment-wise. I do have a microphone that hooks up to a computer. My partner is a musician. But as far as the rest of the hardware and any software goes, I'm totally lost. In addition to whatever specialized equipment may be needed, I'm in the market for a new computer right now and want to get one that will be best for this endeavor. As a podcast lover, I'm really excited to get started and to learn this new skill set. I know there's a lot of work that goes into it, but since I'm stuck at home, I really need a project right now if I'm going to stay sane. Any assistance will be hugely appreciated. Best to you to Henry and Mr. Beauregard Bosch. Uh,
0: I mean, it depends on how you want to do the podcast, right? Because like, if you have just a USB mic that plugs into the computer and, and your friend in South Korea does as well, you could use something like Zencaster. We you can both be recording and, and uh, it'll slap it together. I believe they give you a lossless file, if I remember correctly. Uh, otherwise, you know, what I do is I, I record my end and uh, Andy records his end and we both have the same recorder. It's called a, a Zoom H6. Now, whenever I say a Zoom H6, people are like, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> I Zoom all the time. I'm like, no, no, it's the name of the device. It's a recording device uh, that your microphone plugs into, and it records onto an SD card. And then you can take that SD card and edit the audio on a program like GarageBand. Uh, so that's that's sort of like the more technical way to do it. Um, and you both record your ends, and your friend would send you their file on Dropbox, and then you could take it and put that into into GarageBand together make it sound like you're in the same room. Um, but I think for ease of use, probably something like Zencaster is going to be easiest. Yeah. Any we suggestions, use, Doshi?
1: We use Zencastr um, on Forever 35. Mm. And I would say that for the most part, it works really well. Mm-hmm. However, they made it free for the pandemic. Oh, dear. And it will occasionally have really bad server issues. So that's just something to know. Um, But I would say nine times out of 10, it works perfectly. Well,
0: the problem is you're always going to be relying on something anyway. So it's like I'm here relying on Andy and I being able to hear each other on zoom. Right. You know, so like if the network's down, we can't really do a podcast.
1: Right. I, I will say in terms of ease of use, I think Zencaster is really good. You don't have to worry about like syncing up your tracks because it records you together. Like it's just, it's really easy yeah um and i think the pro version is like 20 bucks a month and that'll give you a a
0: does that give you a hosting space as well no Mm. it just gives you the ability to record it you have to pay a separate host altogether to host your podcast oh
1: yes 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 um
0: I like to pay no monthly fee and just have it all ready to go. You
1: can you can do a free, there is a free version. But there's got to be a sort of limitations don't get, there. You don't get the wave file. You only get the MP3. Well,
0: I, I need an uncompressed file to edit. I don't right. know. I don't, I'm sorry.
1: So that's the, that's the difference.
0: Okay. Well, there um, you go. There's a couple suggestions for two different yeah. ways of doing it. And if you're wondering, uh, Andy and I, when we're recording, we just go three, two, one. And we do that at the same time on Zoom. And then when I get the files, I just line that little clap up because it just jumps up on the wave uh, form.
1: Kate and I, we attempted to do a clap and we were never able to do it. Why? So I, I can't even go into it. It was too annoying.
0: Because Andy also couldn't wrap his head around it either because the, the clap didn't sound like it was at the same time. Yeah. This was Andy's problem also. And I was like, don't worry about it.
1: So the timing is going to be perfect. Now we just use a clock, like a universal clock or whatever. And we just hit record at the exact same time, which also works.
0: Well, Andy and I go, he, he counts as a three, two, one record. And then we do the content for the clap. Mm-hmm. But also he was like, he was like, are you sure this is where I'm like, yes. Yeah. It Cause it didn't sound like, yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Must be a thing with New York improv people.
1: <laughs> um, all right, everyone reminder that you can support us on patreon and you get you still get up to two bonus episodes per month depending on the level that you support us at it is at patreon.com slash excellent adventure we are very 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 grateful to our patreon supporters thank you all so much and if you support us at the five dollar level or above you do get your name read on the podcast each month plus the back catalog of the patreon episodes of which there are quite a few at this point
0: lots out there lots for you to listen to so yep. you're out of stuff to listen to during the pandemic there you go so big old thanks to uh, the Holterman clan
1: lex conant uh carolyn n melinda phelps
0: sabrina stern sarah prager uh Mackenzie erickson
1: martin hedegard peterson uh
0: magana prasad kathy hill eric i'm oh, sorry alec meredith fletcher and florence Babel. the entire thing.
1: oh florence is new
0: welcome florence
1: ashley sisal lee Frederick Roy, Michelle Kitts miller
0: Ariana Perry,
1: Hannah Crowder,
0: Carly Moore,
1: April Cherry,
0: uh, Linnea Wynn.
1: Sherry Olson,
0: Chris Riffanaghi,
1: Carrie Mills, Aaron Gudge, Christina Smith,
0: Andy Pavlik,
1: Shinami Worth, Diana Martin, Claire Plaucha, Anon, Lisa Bauer-Bove.
0: There we go.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thank
0: you all for listening. You've been fantastic. And we've been podcasting.
1: Bye.